every kid coming up wants that cover. It is a rite of passage. Mm. It is, you know, it's a big, big deal. Anybody can get an Instagram post. It's not that big a deal. You know, you get swiped through and it's gone in three seconds. So that cover lives forever. Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years, over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolstra, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. And we're also on Spotify now, so you can find us there. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years, and on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio, joined, as always, by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, uh, I've been, again, in a lot of different time zones (laughs) in a short amount of time. So, uh, you're like an athlete now. I kind of, well, <laughs> you're all over the place. <laughs> I just need the private plane yeah, that like they go. have. There we go. You know, I know Republic Jet Center, we have that when we're on the East Coast, sure. but I need a private plane cross country for all my travels. <laughs> that like- would, that would really save a lot of time and, uh, Gosh, would that be nice? Sponsors, sponsors, anybody out there? Hello, yeah, airplanes? Exactly. <laughs> I know we have a lot of VIPs that listen to the show. If you have uh, a private jet company and you want to fly me around, uh, <laughs> perfect. I would be more than up for that. Let's get to some headlines for the week. We're going to be joined later in the show by Dennis Page, the CEO of Slam Magazine. I'm excited because I've read Slam for 25 years. They're celebrating 25 years. They were launched in 1994. Uh, they've had some iconic covers. Sure. They've really done a great job of mixing basketball and hip-hop together since 1994. So we'll talk to Dennis Page later in the show. But some headlines, Griggs. Number one... There's a few new owners of the Los Angeles Dodgers. They took on two new owners this week, Robert L. Plummer and Alan Slomunski. I think that's how you pronounce his name. But it's always interesting. Michael Jordan took on a minority owner recently. And, you know, you do this for different reasons. Do you want cash infusion? Uh, are you trying to basically find out what the valuation of your team is? For instance... Michael Jordan, you know, a lot of people say he only had to put up $30 million to buy the Hornets way back when. Uh, and now he sold his minority ownership stake at a $1.8 billion valuation. Wow. That's pretty good uh, increase yeah. on your investment, return on investment, <laughs> as they say, for Mr. Michael Jordan. But with the Dodgers, you know, these are both uh, longtime Dodger fans they have enough money to get in the game. They have a piece of it. Uh, Mark Walter is the Dodgers chairman. He's still going to remain as the majority owner of the Dodgers. But, uh, you know, we've seen they've done renovations to Dodger Stadium and other things, but they've got two new owners, Greg. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because, like you say, it's it's uh, these guys that have so much money, it's an investment opportunity, and their money's going to grow. It's proven throughout the industry 
through pretty much all sports that investing usually turns out pretty good for these guys. So I think it's kind of like, uh, you know, jump on and, and again, Dodgers iconic brand. I mean, who doesn't want your name associated with the Dodgers? So I th- I can see why they're, they're doing it. We'll see how it turns out for them. So Plummer is the chairman and CEO of RP Lumber Company, which is a retail home center and building material supplier with locations in Illinois and Missouri. And Smolinski is a principal at Conquest Housing, which is a private investment company that operates in real estate, publicly traded securities, and he's got other entrepreneurial ventures. So between the two of them, they bring some good money to the table. We don't know what the valuation was for the Dodgers that these two were brought in at, but we know the Dodgers are worth a few billion dollars at least, and uh, I'm sure they paid a a pretty penny to... uh, by their stake in the Dodgers. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like you said, they're both, they both have kind of building histories, real estate histories. So I think it's perfect timing too, because you were saying how the uh, Dodgers are expanding the stadium and making renovations. So it seems like a perfect, perfect fit. All right, Griggs, you know that we love when technology and convenience and sports intermix. Postmates and the Yankees have partnered to let baseball fans skip stadium concession lines. You can download the Postmates mobile app, and you can order your food from your seat at Yankee Stadium. So no waiting in the long lines. And remember, we went to Yankee Stadium earlier in the year. So you can sit in your seat, and you can order, and then you go pick it up when it's all ready. But it's a way to skip those concession lines. You know, you're seeing, like, Costco. You go to the the food court there, and you can pay via the app and you can skip the line and, and go get your food. But everything now is about convenience. And yep. I think this is going to work really well. They're starting this with uh, the Yankees to boost concession sales and improve customer service for fans. Long lines deter 42% of U.S. sports fans from buying food or beverage concessions at sporting events, according to a 2016 study by Oracle Hospitality and Turnkey Intelligence. So, uh, I think this will be good because, you know, that's one of the lifebloods of any venue is the concessions. And if people are like, oh, it's too long of a line, yeah. I don't want to miss the game, or I just don't want to wait in line. Now, if you can order it from your seat and basically just go pick it up. And I love, and this is one of the things I love about using Lyft, is it's a seamless transaction. Yep. I can just pay on my phone. I don't have to worry about pulling out my wallet, figuring out a tip, any of that stuff. It's all done for me right on the app, and you can track everything. It's just a lot more convenient. You know, this is kind of shocking. It hasn't happened yet, so yeah. I love it. I think it's a great idea. I think it's going to catch fire, and everybody's every stadium is going to do it. They'd be stupid not to because uh, I recently went to a Mariner game up in Seattle, and it wasn't even a sellout, and I missed an inning and a half waiting for a hot dog. Uh, you know, it's horrible. For a hot dog. Yeah, I mean, it's lined up, and there's 400 concession stands, right. and every one of them is lined up. Yeah. So it's just like, this is this is awesome. It's brilliant. Like you said, I love the seamless, no wallet, no money, no credit card. Just hit the button and go. So the service is called Postmates Live. It's currently available at designated pickup points in Yankee Stadium. It'll be expanded to more locations in the 2020 season. I love it. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. Open Doors helps athletes share content on social. Founded in 2012 by two former Nebraska football players, Open Doors has become the world's leading athlete marketing platform. More than 6,000 athletes around the world use Open Doors to receive content from partners and publish to their personal social channels like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all with one click. 
Open Doors makes it easier than ever before for brands, including sponsors and licensees and properties, to push approved content through the player's social channels. Leading sports organizations like the PGA Tour, NFL Players Association, Major League Baseball Players Association, the LPGA, and dozens of professional and collegiate sports teams use the platform to send video highlights, photos, GIFs, and more to athletes. The publishing process is very easy and convenient. Once registered, athletes receive a text message when their team, league, or brand partner has content for them to share on social media. The athlete simply reviews the content and hits approve. Open Doors does the rest. If you're an athlete, start using Open Doors as a tool today to build your personal brand and maximize your value on social media. If you're a brand trying to connect with athletes who you thought you'd never be able to gain access to on your own, Open Doors is your solution. Open Doors makes athletes more accessible to the people who support them. Visit opendoors.com or follow them on social media at Open Doors. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Another headline this week. This, as I said on Twitter, is an A-plus hire. David Levy, who was the head of Turner Sports, really the person behind bringing in Ernie Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and building that brand into, I think, the best studio show in sports. He left Turner earlier in the year, and you kind of raise an eyebrow, and you're like, why is he leaving Turner Maybe he just wants to do something else. Well, now we know what he's going to be doing. He is going to be the new CEO of the Brooklyn Nets. And what great timing for him. You've got Kevin Durant. You've got Kyrie Irving coming on board. They've got a lot of excitement around their team. And they have a new majority owner, Joe Tsai, the billionaire uh, co-founder of Alibaba. And also, in addition to being CEO of the Nets, uh, he's going to be part of size Alibaba company advising on sports and media and things like that. So Levy is one of the most respected people in all of sports and all of broadcasting. What an asset he will now be for Alibaba and for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, you're in a huge market too. I mean, what a great market to be in with a new team that's basically rebuilding with awesome stars. Uh, he's proven that he can do stuff because Turner, he basically put Turner on the map with sports. I mean, really they weren't much of anything until he put their Ernie show and the, and basketball and NBA together with that. So yeah, I think it's a great hire and, uh, the Nets are going to be fun to watch just how they develop and grow this year. Well, between the owner, Josai, the billionaire co-founder of Alibaba, and David Levy, I'm going to make a prediction. Remember, I don't know, seven or eight years ago when the new owners of the Golden State Warriors came on board. And we yeah. were like, wow, what a sad sack franchise. But they've got so much potential. They're in San Francisco. They have close proximity to uh, Asia. You know, it's a flight away. There's a lot of technology in the Bay Area. Like, this is prime for a turnaround. And now we see they have the new arena. We had Rick Welts on a few weeks ago. You've got deals with Rakatoon. They've got the new Biofreeze Performance Center that they just announced. I think the Nets under Josai and David Levy are going to become the East Coast version of the Warriors. Yeah. On the business side, I think we're going to see a renaissance on the basketball side as well, led by Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But these two guys understand how to make a brand global. And if you look at Joe Tsai, I mean, he made his money in China. Yeah. And Alibaba is huge over there. 
So he wants to make the Nets an international brand. This For is sure. not just, oh, yeah, let's make the Nets successful in America. He wants to make them an international brand, just like the Warriors have become an international brand yep. and have sponsors from all over the world. I think the Nets are going to become the East Coast version of the Warriors. Yeah, it's a great prediction. And, and again, like I said, it's New York City. I mean, you're basically there. So you've got massive market. You're close to all the, the airports and the hubs. You can fly across the ocean quick. It's, it's right there. It's perfect. Well, and Brooklyn is, you know, the, the hot oh, hub yeah, of, for sure. of New York now. That's yep. where a lot of businesses are moving. Yep. And, you know, the facility is very nice. And I just think if you look at the foundation that has been laid – and now you bring in this incredible savvy owner who has connections worldwide and you bring in someone like David Levy, you are primed for great business success going forward. Those two are not used to failing in business. So I think they're going to do great things off of the basketball court. All right. Before we get to our interview with Dennis Page from Slam, Griggs, our listeners know that Mizzen in Maine is a big sponsor of our show. Mm-hmm. We wear their dress shirts. I've worn three of their dress shirts this week. I just love them for travel. They don't wrinkle. Yep. It's like wearing a performance shirt. So, you know, if you sweat, you're not sweating through your cotton shirt. J.J. Watt, Phil Mickelson wear their shirts. But what they announced this week, and I love innovation of any kind like we were just discussing, Mm -hmm. they've got a performance blazer. Nice. So, you know, a lot of people now in the workplace, they're not wearing ties. Sure. Or even on stage at events, they're not wearing ties, but you still want to wear a blazer. Mm-hmm. So Mizzen in Maine has a performance blazer. Again, flexible, breathable, wicks away the sweat, doesn't wrinkle. And then, and this is incredible, they've got a performance flannel shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> who would even think of creating a performance flannel shirt? But, you know, we're up here in the Pacific Northwest, and every we once love in a while we'll rock a flannel. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, get the beard going. and Bring my axe in to work. Exactly. <laughs> Grizzly Adams. Yeah. You know, so I'm excited about the Blazer. Obviously, that yeah. is really relevant for what we do in, in the workplace and at events and things. But uh, in our casual time, rocking uh, a Mizzen in Maine flannel performance shirt love is, is also uh, good. You know what I seriously love? Because I wore the shirt at the uh, Sports PR Summit in New York, yeah. and it literally is like a cool shirt. You feel not not like you look right. cool, but like your temperature's cool. Well, you look cool, too. Well, that, too. But <laughs> I've never worn a shirt where I actually, like, it cools me down. It's like, it was amazing. Yeah. I, I, it's the best shirt I've ever, dress shirt I've ever worn, and I'm excited to get flannel I love. So I'm excited to see what those look like. Yeah, I mean, like this week I, I was uh, traveling and I had a full day of meetings. I'm running through the airport and, you know, in a typical day with a cotton shirt on, by the end of the day, I'm like, get this shirt off of me. Like, I, I just want to change into something else. My Mizzen Maine dress shirt wasn't wrinkled. It was like I was wearing a performance shirt and it was great. So I, I didn't even need to change out of my shirt. So Mizzen Maine, they've got a new blazer. They've got performance flannel. Obviously, they have dress shirts. A lot of you listening to the show uh, work in the in the work environment, the business place. So go get yourself a shirt. Go to mizzenandmain.com. Type in SBR at checkout, like Sports Business Radio, and you'll save $10 off of any purchase. All right, coming up next, Dennis Page, the CEO of Slam Magazine. How have they pivoted from print to digital in this new era of publishing? We'll talk to Dennis Page. Coming up next, you're listening to Sports Business Radio. When it comes to stadiums and arenas, every sports pro knows wireless wins. And when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue, look no further than Boingo Wireless. 
Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art Wi-Fi and cellular services that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about 5G? Boingo's expert team helps you carry the ball through a complex technology landscape to deliver wireless solutions that will delight fans and deepen loyalty season after season. Here's another kicker. Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. With Boingo, stadiums and arenas enjoy unique operating efficiencies, revenue opportunities, and digital insights into their fan base. That's a win-win. Boingo works with major league sports venues like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, and University Stadiums like University of Louisville and K-State. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. If you would like more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. Blinder is the way high-performance teams connect their talent with the media and fans. It lets communications managers provide unprecedented access to their athletes, entertainers, and executives while respecting everyone's privacy and time. Blinder makes phone calls magic. Request a demo today at blinderhq.com backslash SB radio. Joining me now on the Blinder guest line is Dennis Page, the CEO of Slam Magazine. Slam Magazine is the media brand that has fused hoops and hip-hop together since 1994. They're celebrating 25 years this year. Well, Dennis, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio, and congratulations on 25 years of Slam Magazine this year. Let's start off by having you tell our listeners, how was Slam Magazine founded? How much time we have, Ryan? (laughs) Uh, 25 years, it's a long time. Um, I'll try and keep it tight. You know, it's a long story, but... I was at um, a publisher, small publisher here in New York, uh, way back in the early 80s. You know, my first magazine was a magazine called Guitar World. Uh, I am not a guitar player, but I am a huge uh, sort of music fan. Always wanted to be uh, in the music business. So connected with this publisher and started Guitar World. Um, That's around 1980. And, you know, went around, published other things, had a small local newspaper called New York Talk. That was a failure. And just, you know, living my life. Life is good in the publishing business, always looking for new ideas. Um, I'm a huge basketball fan, obviously, and an even bigger high school basketball fan. So, you know, always out watching games and stuff like that. And then also uh, a big hip-hop fan was hanging out with a friend of mine from a record company uh, at this event, uh, a magazine called The Source. And they had their first uh, hip-hop, uh, what do you call it, uh, Source Awards, hip-hop awards, hanging out there. He goes, he goes, hey, let's, you should think about a hip-hop basketball magazine. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Went home that night, tried to figure it out, meaning what that could have been was sort of a music-slash-basketball magazine. I'm like... Couldn't come up with a table of contents. There wasn't enough hip-hop that related to uh, basketball. So the next morning, it just light bulb went off, and I was like, no. It's just a basketball magazine with a hip-hop sensibility. Um, The Source had been out. That was a big inspiration. And Vibe magazine had been out. Maybe two issues. So that was also an inspiration in terms of how you write this magazine, the editorial point of view, 
good photography I knew would be super important. And uh, it was on the streets, you know, probably 90 days from when I conceived it. Wow. Uh, which, which is 1994. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And it, it's funny because, yeah. you know, athletes want to be hip-hop artists, and hip-hop exactly. artists want to be athletes. So you're, you're bringing together two worlds that really admire the other one. Exactly. It, it was really this cross-section or intersection of hip-hop and basketball culture. They are essentially one. If you're, Especially if you're in New York and sort of, you know, hanging out up at Rucker Park or Dykeman, what have you, it's it's just one in the same. It's the music and the basketball come together as one culture. And that's what Slam, you know, always has personified. I've got to ask you, and I'll tell you mine, but, you know, one of the things to me that stands out with Slam is the iconic covers. Like you said, the photography is great. It's not just someone yeah. standing, you know, doing something on the cover. It, it's just yeah. an iconic picture. My favorite cover ever is the March... 1999 Allen Iverson cover where he's got the the afro out he's got the Phila yep. jersey on yep. he's got the watch on and he just exudes basketball and hip hop and at that time I don't think there was anyone even not Michael Jordan there was no one that exuded basketball and hip hop more than Allen Iverson so that's my favorite cover um, you are not alone. It is, without a doubt, the most iconic cover uh, in Slam history. Um, everybody, you know, points to that cover. And that was sort of, you know, I wouldn't say the high point of Slam by any stretch, but that just, again, personifies what Slam is about. Um, that, you know, that was a, a big team effort, how that came out. Alan was rocking cornrows at the time. We're like, it was sort of like, let's let's do a throwback to, you know, and a tribute to Dr. J. Right. So that's where the jersey came from, the hair, uh, which was a long day to get his hair um, taken out and then put back together, you know, put back into cornrows. It was just a beautiful thing. And just, it, you know, he he is, he slammed. You know, we still uh, do stuff around Iverson to this day. We're a partner in the Iverson Classic, their high school all-star game. So Alan is very much, in the DNA of, of Slam. Take us into the nitty-gritty of doing Slam magazine. How far in advance do you decide, here's who we want on the cover, we've got to go do a photo shoot, obviously we've got to send a reporter to do the story. How far out are you planning these things? Um, it's actually pretty tight. So once you print it, it takes about three weeks to put it out on the newsstand. So you got those three weeks built in. Um, so I, you know, four, three weeks out, it's, we try and stay super, super nimble. Guys get hurt. It's got some trades. So, um, let's see, we'll ship a magazine in about two and a half weeks from now. We're just about locking in the covers as we speak. So it's not as far out as one would think. And do you guys all know who the cover is going to be, or is there a debate? For instance, you know, I've had people from Sports Illustrated on, and there are several topics during the course of a week, and they'll have a debate on, all right, who's going to be on the cover of this week's issue? How does that go with you guys? Um, same thing, small team. You know, myself, uh, Adam Figman, who's the head of content. You know, he's our current editor, uh, runs the magazine. But keep in mind, this is super important 
for you know our uh, little podcast this morning. It's a different world now because as we conceive covers, it's what kind of content will it produce. So when the before the internet, I always call Slam was the best of all internet before the internet. Now it's a much different um, what would you call decision making process. Who's going to give you the best video content? Who's going to be the most exciting on the camera? Who's going to make the best print cover? Uh, who's going to move the needle? So we do multiple covers now. Every issue um, has th- usually three covers. So uh, we try and touch, you know, a superstar, if you will. We'll try and maybe reach out to a medium-level guy on the come-up. Um, we, we're starting to do a lot more women's. Uh, play, you know, WNBA specifically. So women's is a big part of what we're about now. So um, it's uh, ever evolving, changing uh, discussion, but not that heated. You know, the, the covers always rise to the top. You're listening to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Dennis Page, the CEO of Slam Magazine. We'll be right back after this. One word you wouldn't typically associate with a dress shirt is comfort. However, the folks over at Mizzen in Maine are changing this. Their shirts are incredibly comfortable. Mizzen in Maine makes dress shirts for men that fixes everything that's ever been wrong with shirts for so long. Their shirts breathe, stretch, and wick away moisture. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. They've taken the hassle out of looking great through wrinkle resistance and the ability to wash your shirts at home. No more last-minute ironing. No more after-work trips to the dry cleaner. It's a shirt that's worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. Head over to MizzenInMaine.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenInMaine.com, code SBR. I can tell you one thing. I'll be wearing Mizzen in Maine dress shirts at all future sports business radio road shows and sports PR summit events. I can't wait. Now back to sports business radio with our guest, Dennis Page of Slam Magazine. Pivoting from print, like you said, 1994, you're printing this thing exclusively. Now you pivot to digital and social and people who are young now, I have a 14 year old daughter, they're not consuming print. They're consuming digital and social and that's how they're finding your content. How have you guys been able to do that? I know JDS Sports bought Slam in August of 2017, and the focus yep. has really changed to pivoting to digital and social. Yeah, it, it's funny. I think pivot for us is an overused word. Um, you know, we didn't really pivot. You know, I'm always the oldest guy in the room since I'm the founder, but I knew early on when the internet came that, um, you know, life is going to be much different for, you know, publishers. So I recognized it and immediately, you know, we had our websites up. I am not an old school publisher that was like, you know, oh, woe is me. What are we going to do? I was very progressive in embracing digital, embracing social. We had a Facebook channel. You know, day one, Instagram, day one. The big difference is um, since, uh, you know, JDS came aboard as the majority investor is they've given us capital to invest and do more in 
social and video content. So not really a pivot because I was always about doing that stuff. We just didn't have, you know, enough money to do it right. And it was always social first. What are we doing this morning on our website? The magazine, um, you know, sort of moved to the back of the bus, if you will, but um, still very much part of the mix and no one else does what we do, you know, in print. So, and you can find um, yeah. uh, you guys are available on Twitter and Instagram at Slam Online, which is the the yep. handle on Twitter and Instagram, and you have lots of followers on each of those platforms. Uh, yep. The other thing that is really great for you guys is the number of NBA, WNBA, college, and high school players who love your property and. You guys are the most followed sports media account on social by NBA players. That's got to make you pretty proud. Absolutely. You took Hey, I was supposed to tell you that, so you did your research. Good job. Um, yeah, that's incredible. I think actually NBA.com might be number one on Twitter, but yes, we are by far the most followed channel on Twitter among players. Um, hey, look, they all recognize, you know, 25 years is, is no – you know, easy thing. And I think in terms of like authenticity, credibility, um, no one touches slam in the basketball space. So, you know, back to print a little bit, they, the, the irony now with young kids, because we've moved very, very heavily into the high school space, every kid coming up wants that cover. It is a rite of passage. Mm. It is, you know, it's a big, big deal. Anybody can get an Instagram post. Anybody can get a video, you know, on, I won't name my competitors. It's not that big a deal. You know, you get swiped through and it's gone in three seconds. So that cover lives forever. Uh, no, it's really um, amazing. We just published, I literally 20 minutes ago, um, got a bound copy of um, 25 years of slam covers. Wow. So a little, I want that issue. A little, it's amazing. I just, it's, uh, about 300 pages, every cover to date. Wow. So every slam, every kicks. We had about, uh, tons of Jordan specials. So it's going to be online in our store exclusively. Little shameless, uh, self promotion here, but it's incredible. It's about almost 300 covers. Well, and, so we're uh, everybody. We're based in Portland, Oregon, so we're right down the way from Nike and from Adidas, yep. and Under Armour has uh, North American office here. So yep, when you talk, ki- yeah, when you talk kicks, I mean, this is this is one of the hotbeds of the country of where Absolutely. it all starts. But I love that element too. We talked about the athletes and the hip hop, but you also have the kicks issues, which really lets everyone see the latest and greatest shoes that are coming up. Um, in terms of kicks, just a little fun fact. So I take credit sort of for not inventing that, but kicks magazine, I think we're up to maybe our 23rd issue. It comes out annually. So kicks, um, you know, we were the first magazine of magazine of its kind to do a magazine just on kicks. But remember in the early days of, uh, slam kicks was a big part of the mix of slam. So that first issue was done in partnership with Nike. So it's exclusively Nike. It's a super collectible uh, magazine. Uh, Garnett's on the cover. And then what happened was all the other sneaker brands came, you know, came to me and said, yo, 
This is not cool. If you want to see any more support from us, uh, you need to open up kicks to every brand. So year two, um, you know, we opened it up and we cover every sneaker product. So, uh, you know, we sort of invented that thing. Just a few more minutes. I like to ask this question to everyone sure. who's in your position, who's a publisher. What makes for compelling content, in your opinion? I know you talked earlier in this conversation about access, and that's a big part of it. But yep. given that you have access, what makes for compelling content, in your opinion? It's it's the player. I mean, you know, some guys are just incredible. I'm not even going to name names, but... Uh, you know, someone like a LeBron, he's just so dynamic, you know, when you do stuff with him. Now you can't really even get to him. Um, but in the early days, you know, we had uh, probably five interviews with LeBron. And that's pre-video. I wasn't, you know, shooting video content with these guys. But you could just see it online. You know, a guy like Zion, super, super personable and, and dynamic and just makes for good content. Um, but a lot of the high school kids now, you know, have big Instagram following followings. So, um, we kind of lean into them. A guy like LaMelo Ball moves the needle. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a combination of factors. It's what the player is doing with, uh, on their own brand and how they're moving the needle, which in turn we cover them, which helps move our needle. So, um, you know, it, it's evident who um, makes it happen and who doesn't. You know, know, some are just quiet and just are not that compelling. 25 years of slam. You just mentioned the 25-year issue that's coming out. What else is next? What can people expect from slam in the future? I mean, it's just so much stuff we're doing. I mean, video content drives the business. Uh, We just started a, a full merchandise division, um, you know, just on a quick rewind, you know, I started the magazine. I had sold it in 2000 and then bought it back with JDS uh, two years ago in August. We had never made a branded hoodie for sale. So the day we bought it back, uh, August 2017, I made an orange hoodie that had a slam logo on, sold out in three days. So that has fawned, uh, spawned a full merchandise division and we have a collaboration with Mitchell and Ness, so we are making slam cover T-shirts. We put out so far 12. We have another six coming. So that's been an amazing collaboration. Um, and then slam branded product. That'll be a, you know, a mid-seven-figure business in a couple years. So social media, the magazine, super important, still ongoing. And events is the next area Um, We produced our second Slam Summer Classic at Dykeman Park up in uh, Harlem, New York this past August. If anyone uh, wants to check it out, just go to Slam's YouTube um, channel and check out. uh, There's like a 20-minute documentary on it. I've been doing this for 25 years. I've never seen a high school event this compelling. And, And I'm believe me, just go on YouTube. Look for the Slam uh, Summer Classic documentary year two. It'll blow your mind. The things we did uh, with the players, the game. Um, We had a bus with a rapper in Times Square. It was unbelievable. So events, merch, social, of course, branded video content. And then the magazine, you know, still going. 
25 years later. So pretty amazing. Dennis Page, the CEO of Slam Magazine. Find them on Twitter and Instagram at Slam Online. Dennis, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on 25 years. I cannot wait to see the 25-year anniversary issue with all those covers. I'm definitely going to get my hands on one of those. And uh, keep up the great work. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the time. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. I can't tell you how many times over the years on Sports Business Radio that a PR person is asked to listen in on my interviews with their CEO, GM, coach, or athlete. They also want to call us in our studio so that we don't have the phone number of the high-profile person who is calling us for our interview. Blinder has developed a technology that solves these issues that have existed for years. Use Blinder's unique technology to connect your athlete, coach, or executive's personal phone for any interview without sharing their private information. Remotely control the phone interviews, set start and finish times, monitor online or with the Blinder mobile app, and listen to a recording of the call at any time for complete peace of mind. With Blinder, you're finally in control. The system works globally from any phone line. Scheduling a call takes seconds. Customizable push notifications ensure a connection, and no one needs to download anything to make or receive a call. PR people everywhere should be using this helpful technology. Blinder is now the technology we use for the official guest line for Sports Business Radio. Learn how to start your free trial by visiting blinderhq.com backslash sbradio. Now we're talking. This year marks the 100th anniversary of one of the most infamous events in American sports history, the Black Sox scandal. If you like the book or the movie Eight Men Out, hear the full story of the eight Chicago White Sox players who were banned from baseball for conspiring with gamblers to lose the 1919 World Series. New details have been uncovered that provide fresh insight into the scandal. So subscribe to the Infamous America podcast from Black Barrel Media on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any player of your choice. The series is available right now. Guests appearing on Sports Business Radio will receive a dress shirt from Mizzen and Maine. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. No more dry cleaning and no wrinkles. It's a shirt that has worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. It's the most comfortable dress shirt I've ever worn. Head on over to MizzenMaine.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenAndMaine.com, code SBR. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at Boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. And we want to remind you all the great places you can get the Sports Business Radio podcast. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast, you can find Sports Business Radio. So download us for on-demand listening. Subscribe, rate, and review us as well. We always appreciate the reviews. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio.